1: Hello and welcome to episode 64, I think, of Australian Jams. I should really check those before I decide to start recording because I think the last few I've just questioned myself. Anyway, I'm Jabba Bassiani. This is Australian Jams, a little podcast about new Australian music. And today I'm very happy to have a returning guest who's a good friend of mine who I haven't spoken to much recently. Since we've been in ISO, because I've been slack. Uh, so for Molly, hey, how's
2: it going? Good, and I should say that um, it's it's all I've also been slack. So it's not good. <laughs> We're well, both ISO, ISO has brought out the stress and the uh the the hermitude of us all,
1: <laughs> the lack of motivation. Yeah, um, we were just talking about how we both were in a bit of a slump until just now, and we've both just come out of it, which is exciting.
2: Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, I feel like you know, trying to trying to just be outdoors as much as legally possible in the weather <laughs> when it's nice, and you know, I feel like that's where I'm listening to more music now mm-hmm. when I'm on my walks and stuff. Um, that that's been really good for me. So
1: yeah, Came to
2: to chat about some of my finds with you.
1: Yeah, and uh, I normally I'm very strict on making sure people send me their songs on time, and I've usually sent my songs really early, and then I did not send mine until very late last night. So okay, I mean,
2: very good Yeah, they're super fresh for me. So
1: oh, that's good. Also, I haven't chosen a Gordy song which just came out because I'm trying to like pace myself. So. Mm Very much anticipate on the next episode. We'll be talking about Gordy a lot, so just everyone prepare yourselves. How good is um, it back? I love her so much. I can't quite express it in
2: words, but yes, she? Um, I'm so like it's it's amazing she's found time to kind of orchestrate a relief. Yeah. Wasn't isn't she like back she to just the doctor? I, yeah, I think she. Graduated
1: medical school like while she was on her album release tour. Mm. Yeah, I just like there are some people that just make you feel so inferior, mm-hmm. and she is definitely one of those people. Wow, she's great. Um, so, uh, for those people who haven't heard an episode with you before, so yeah. can you briefly tell us who you are and what you do?
2: Sure. Um, I think that the, the last episode we did as well, it was. Um, this is not
1: 18 year rap episode
2: yes um I think that one reason why I'm excited for this uh, for this episode is because the music I I know I've picked is is quite different to to the three songs I picked last time that episode was
1: so good though
2: yeah it was it was um but I feel like Playing it safe isn't the, the right term because I, you know, I do, I do love all of those artists, but I feel like if you listened to that episode and you already you knew who I was, you would have probably thought, yeah, this is definitely in her wheelhouse. Um, yeah. I'm predominant, well, I am a music writer, but I've dabbled in, like, publicity, a bit of radio. Um, I've been working with Gemma on, with Play on Radio for, the, for what, two years now?
1: First of February, twenty nineteen, was when we launched. Yeah, so, so a
2: year and a half. Year and a half, um, which has been awesome. Um, but yeah, my I guess the artists who I've been working with predominantly over the last few years have have been more in the kind of hip hop R and B worlds, which is which is you know the, some of the stuff I grew up really loving, um, and it's been exciting to see you know australia really kind of shifting perspectives in that way as well um
1: but yeah and that's why our relationship when it comes to music directing and all that sort of stuff for play on radio works so well because we have very different points of yeah. view when it comes to music
2: yeah definitely um but in saying that you know i'm, I'm still very involved in the indie world too uh, which is why i'm super keen to to get into our selections today too because some of the tunes that you sent me really kind of well yeah. there was one particular that's pushed me like it challenged me a bit um which i'm keen to chat about but there's there's just so many different routes of production that young artists are doing like playing with now and you you know that i think the term indy is it's, relative. it's kind of, it's relative. It's also kind of a, a double-edged sword, you know. I feel like people either really flock to being an indie artist or they, they want to shirk that term because it's, I feel like for a lot of people it's quite dated just because you can do anything now. Um, yeah, and the divide in Australia between
1: indie and anything but is vast. So you yeah. either need to completely put it aside or you need to completely embrace it. You can't be in between. Totally totally um, maybe less so now than when like maybe five or six years ago yeah. but I still think it's a there's a big gulf in Australia mm, I would
2: agree with that um, but yeah so that that's basically what uh, what I do um, at the moment I'm, I'm working on a, a bit of a long-term project
1: which I'm so excited about
2: yeah How much can you tell us um, well i, I- <laughs> I can I can tell you that the, this pandemic situation has really stuffed around with my time, <laughs> um, but the, the, it's going to be a, a a um it's going to be a series um of stories, and it's going to be with quite an eclectic group of individuals. So I can't really say too much about the topics yet, but there's going to be a lot of different musicians a lot of different musicians with very different upbringings and backgrounds, um, but there's going to be, like, similar threads that bind, bind it all together. So I'm very excited to be working on that. It's, it's kind of keeping me sane at the moment. Um, but, yeah, initially we was, I was supposed to have launched this around July that's definitely not happening right now. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole visual element to it as well, which has now forced everything back a bit. But hopefully by the end of the uh the website will be live and I'll be able to share some more then. Yeah,
1: incredible. I'm really excited mm. to see how that mm-hmm. starts to come out. Yeah, I've seen little sneak peeks of it. Yeah. Um, So today I, I just find it funny, like, I find it really hard not to talk about football and things. Mm. You're like very accepting of that with me. So mm-hmm. I'll hopefully make some references that
2: well, I come from that that sort of background, you know. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. so I yeah, makes me feel good sometimes. <laughs> um but today we're talking about six new Australian songs, as we do usually on Australian jams. We're gonna kick it off with your first selection.
2: Which one would you like to start with?
0: Um, I feel like
2: the the song that I'd probably like to start with would be by the Mirindas. Um, it's called "I Feel It." Yeah, and I don't know. It's it's such a um. It, it was definitely upbeat. It's it's got those kind of disco vibes, dance vibes. S- threaded throughout but I just I feel like the vocals are really the standout for me on this track I mean that there's such a powerful vocal duo anyway but to to take um that kind of songwriting which also integrates Indigenous language and like uh, Indigenous stories and bring it into a kind of glossy like I said dance sort of realm Mm.
0: um
2: it's really cool I mean we've seen Electric Fields do that brilliantly over the last few years but to, to have that really kind of strong female voice um that isn't played off as a guest vocal on a dance yeah. track um it really stands
1: strong on its own I think the thing for me that stood out was you, you mentioned they're a really powerful vocal duo for me it was the way their voices work together mm-hmm. um is just stunning because they're not they're not seamless. They're not similar. Then it's not like they're layering on top of each other because they are the same. They're yeah. very, very different, and it creates so much depth in the music when yeah. they sing together. And, they and don't it's turn each other out either. Yeah, exactly. And it must be really tricky. It must have taken a lot of time for them to learn how best their vocals fit with one another. And obviously that would come into the way they write their songs, making sure that they've practiced together a lot. Like they seem like obvious things, but it's still work.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. And I am, yeah, there's such a unique identity in both, in both singers as well that I feel shines quite well. And I, I feel like this kind of goes back to what I was talking about before about you know how how do we define a genre? Um, you know when it when it comes to these sorts of I guess club like club ready singles, yeah. sometimes I feel like more attention is paid to the production and the the arrangement of the music that the, the vocals kind of take a back seat and you lose um, you lose a certain richness. It can almost be lacking in identity a bit because it's it's just there to serve uh it's it's just there to serve for the kids and to have like a catchy hook but I feel like with this tune and with the stuff that the Marindas have done up until now they've really made sure that who they are as individuals and as a group always remains the the most important thing and everything kind of fits in really well together. Yeah 100%
1: and I've also a big fan of the artwork for this one it's very Mm -hmm. like glossy you said is is probably the right word for it it's it's really cool artwork.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sick. Okay, let's hear a little bit of it. This is I Feel It by the Marindas, and we'll be back in a moment.
0: Oh my people of the land, we hope to be free.
1: That was a little bit of I Feel It by the Marindas, which was Sosa's first song. Uh, My first song for today. This is one that I probably didn't anticipate to like as much as I do, Um, if that makes sense. We all know that I love pop music and that I love Australian pop music. I love female voices, all that sort of stuff. But this one, I don't know what it was. The way people had spoken about it, I was like, eh, eh. And then when it actually came out and I actually listened to it, I was like, okay, I get it. Um, This is awesome. So this is, I should have said this before. It's called Feel Too Much and it's by Hartley. First of all, the artwork is unbelievable. I, and again, I can't not talk about artwork. I genuinely don't know. I looked it up a little bit last night, but uh, obviously didn't go deep enough. I will find out. Yeah. It's so cool. And then when you're listening on Spotify, there's the movement to it as well, which is so cool. Um, So that's a thing you should do. Her voice is ridiculous, Mm. which is very, very cool as well. And I don't know, it's just there was a bit of Essie Holt about it. So the intro, the couple of seconds in the intro sounded exactly like uh, Silent Wars, which is Essie Holt's song. Um, Offer EP called the same thing, yeah. Um, called Silent Wars. It's not called the same thing, uh, but it's just a really good pop song. And I didn't know, I, like, I don't know how else to describe it, but it's just a really good pop song.
2: Yeah, I um, I, I definitely got the Essie vibe. It kind of like I have written here. Um, like it, it sounds like Essie Holt kind of mixed with like the, the more seductive angles of like the Eve's Caritas record for me. Yeah. It's it's not it's not showy, but there's there's definitely a fresh confidence around the, the way that she sings and the way that the the music has been set up that is is really cool to listen to, I feel. Um, I noted uh, like she she had a pretty good team behind her, like Simon Cohen and Simon Lamb. Um, again, I feel like having a great team around you doing this sort of music is really important uh, mm-hmm. just because there are so many, uh, so many, especially female pop artists at the moment, which is sick, but it's like how do you go from, um, you know, level A to level B and still, you know, what, how do you set yourself
1: apart? Yeah, how do you break away from the pack? And I- 100% and there are so many that we talk about like Eilish Gilligan is a good example yeah. and it's her voice that really sets her apart and her lyricism because those are her strengths and then um, Essie Holt it's just that raw nature of her songs and the production she's worked on with Evan Clare is a real standout for her and then like Inks career, as you said has her own point of view and they're, they're breaking away in different ways and that's why for this one I from what I'd heard about it and all I'd seen about Hartley, I was just like, she doesn't seem that different to anyone else. Like there's nothing driving me to go and listen to this as compared to going and listening again to Um, the Eve's Caritas record, which now that you've reminded me, I'm definitely going to do today because I haven't listened to that in a while. Um, But once I actually saw the artwork, the artwork was what made me listen to it because I was just like, you know, if you got good artwork, I'm going to listen to your song. And then I was like, okay, she definitely has something that I didn't think she had.
2: Um, and this was um, I hadn't really heard much of her prior to this, um, which is probably my bad, admittedly. But it's it, you know, when when you're listening to so much new music as we are, it really does take that that kind of as cheesy as it sounds, that sort of X Factor to really tie you in and make you invest in an artist. And I feel like this song has definitely done that with me. Yeah. Heartley. So I'm very keen to see what, what she has coming up because I feel like this is a really good um, standard setting song. Yeah, 100%. Keen to see what's
1: happening from here.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, should we hear some of it? Yes. It's called Feel Too Much. This is by Hartley. We'll be back. Feel
2: too
0: much, you cloud my vision. to
1: You just heard a little bit of Feel Too Much by Hartley. We just had a little detour in the break there. (laughs) We had to go searching for an early 2000s reference that I want to make later uh, (laughs) because SOS is a music encyclopedia and I
2: didn't know what I was trying to reference.
1: Anyway, we'll get to that later. SOS, what is your next song choice for us?
2: I mean, it's a song that has nothing to do with the reference we'll be (laughs) making later on. quite quite different. This one is it's a it's another kind of laid back um, pop tune uh, from Queensland artist. If if I've pronounced this wrong, I'm so sorry. Is it Yoast? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Yoast. Yoast. Okay. Y o s t e. Um, and it's called Boredom. Um, I like this song because I so when I was out on my walk the other the other day, it came on shuffle, and I was like. I don't know that, like, it's a, it's a song that I didn't think I would like. Mm. Um, yeah, like I was surprised really, when you sent it through. Yeah, when when I first listened to it, I was kind of like you with the Hartley track. I was like, yeah. Like, like there wasn't anything in particular that was grabbing me. Um, but then I came home and I listened to it again and I listened to some of his other stuff and I was just like, oh, actually, this is kind of this is kind of nice to, to kind of sink into and let wash over you. It's it's a lot like the feeling I get now when I listen to um, say someone like Alexander Biggs or um, oh God, the names are out of my head, but like those sorts of vocalists who, I don't know, they just they work their way in and once they're in it's just like, They've got a certain charm there that that is really kind of sweet to listen to, and then it's all enveloping, and you kind of feel like you're being taken in by a big hug. Um, <laughs> I like this song. It's it's bright. Uh, the songwriting's really good for me, um, and yeah, it's it's just I feel like now when we're spending more time at home and. Yeah, we're just looking for for little things to pique our interest and to keep us going. This is the sort of music I turn to, I've been finding a lot. So, yeah, I really like it. It's really,
1: really beautiful. It's a really beautiful song. I think Broken Places, too.
2: Say that again. Atmospheric.
1: Yeah, atmospheric. Sorry. All I heard was Broken Places, and I was like, what? (laughs) Um, I'm very deaf in case anyone doesn't know. Uh,
0: Yeah, I think the thing, and
1: we've referenced Alexander Biggs and it's like it's the kind of song that seems very simple but you know Mm. it actually isn't. But when you're listening to it and you're enjoying it, it seems very simple in the best way. Yeah. Um, But you know deep down that it's actually very complex
2: at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, I like the way that he's used space. Um. And also timing and tone on this tune, like nothing feels rushed, but, you know, just things are dragged out just enough, you know, vocals are left to hang just enough. Um, it's, It's very well thought out for me, which is why when I was listening to it again, I was just like it feels like it's really simple, like you said, but there's there's talent in the way it's been arranged for sure
1: yeah let's hear some of it um it's called boredom it's by yoast and we'll come back the middle,
0: i've lost my friends
2: or well, maybe just a little but i still pretend
0: everyone is growing up it's my life where i hit it feel the words on my tongue it's not great but i live
2: it Better,
1: you just heard a little bit of Boredom by Yoast, which was Sosa's second song, my very special guest today via Google Hangout. I feel like I should always reiterate that to people that um, I'm that not actually doing breaking social distancing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I've apparently somewhat controversially chosen... <laughs> Uh, The new Glades single called Vertigo uh, as my second song. Welcome back, Glades. Um, I have always been a very big fan of Glades and to the point where I worked really hard when I was managing artists to get one of my artists to support them. And like, they're just an incredible pop trio from Sydney, I believe. Um, But they probably could have been guilty of releasing a lot of songs that were quite similar um for their first kind of two ep they released two eps right yeah two eps um yeah they could have been accused of kind of just rehashing the same ideas across a number of songs and i would listen to those songs a lot cuz i just think they're really catchy pop songs but i do understand that critique of them yeah where they've come back with this one that completely breaks the mold and i think it's a very interesting step for them. Um, so so you have
2: differing opinions to that? I mean, look, it's it's definitely a different sound for them, which I think is a good thing. I feel like you you made a really good point. Um, I've read different critiques of this band over the, the last few years where it's like they they're good, like they are talented songwriters, but there there doesn't seem to be much variety in their output. Mm. Not to discredit the songs they have put out, but it's it's like when you when you start off on such a good level, when does that level shift up a notch? You know. Mm. Um, but this is definitely different for them, which I think is good. Um, punchy, that's what I have written here. Punchy and playful. playful.
1: So I feel like um, I feel like giving full disclosure to our listeners. Mm. So said to me at the start of or before we started recording this, that one of my song choices was challenging for her.
2: It was challenging for me. It so was challenging because yeah. Um I don't know, like the, the the start of the song, like the whole um the I don't know, that it's just like such a there's like that sing songy element. To it, it just really grated me when I first listened to it. Like it felt like a it felt like a throwback, which I think is maybe leading into your reference. Like it, it felt like something that was already done in the early two thousands and it had its place. Do you know? What how I mean?
1: how much of it do you think this is gonna be a full blown interview with you now? How mm. much of it do you think was you going into a song knowing it was Glades and expecting one thing and it not being that one thing? Um
2: See how that would be a thing, but for me, like I, I, don't have the same attachment to them, say as as you would. So, like I've I've liked their stuff in the past, but it's been quite a while since I've listened to them. So I don't think I went in with it being like, oh, you know, this is the sort of song I'm going to get. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's I, I, don't know. There was just there was just something about it that felt a little artificial. Yeah, um, but. As it continued, there were things that I liked about it. I liked how confident, um, yeah, just the confidence in this song really stuck out for me. The fact that they were kind of playing with tone and form shows that, you know, they might be challenging themselves creatively too. Um, I'm not sure if they, I would assume that they may have spent some time overseas recently. Yeah, I think they went to LA. Yeah, Yeah, well, that it sounds like such a weird thing but I I in my head I'm like they've done a writing trip in LA or something or they've linked up with maybe different people outside of like the Sydney connect or you know what I mean like it feels like they've come back from somewhere and this is what they've come back with which is which is good. So if they keep kind of playing around with different shades and different influences that that's actually really interesting to me but um yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence with this one still. There are, there are things that I like about it, but, yeah, it, it kind of just smacked me in the face with, like, two thousand <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. But I stuck with it, and
1: I think overall I'm about 70%. I think it is a song that you listen to a few times before you definitely, it. yeah. Because I, I listened to it a few times on repeat last night, and the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. Yeah. Um. I think it's the cadence of the song, whereas Glades has been very soaring, very yeah, calm, That's a good point. Blissful, like pop. That her voice is very kind of used in that way. Whereas oh. in this one, it's a very stop-start. It's yeah. Um, yeah. The cadence of it, I think, is the best way to describe it. And it actually reminded me. <laughs> I feel really, I feel really stupid for this reference but I, I it was the first thing I thought of when I heard especially that chorus that was um, the way she sang it. Does anyone remember Does anyone remember the early 2000s 2003 um band called Big Brothers? I definitely do. Um <laughs> So, I didn't, I couldn't remember what the band was called. I couldn't remember what the song was called. But in my head, I could picture the video clip. And as soon as I heard this song, that's what I thought of. And while we were in that break earlier, I mentioned it to Sos and she came up with it's Big Brothers and Favorite Things. And does anyone remember? I don't know. I don't know why I keep saying this, but it's a video (laughs) clip where they're at like a carnival or something. It's very gold and they, yeah they are no, like, a Ferris wheel. No, not a Ferris wheel. Uh, merry-go-round. And <laughs> it was it's the cadence of the way that song is sung that reminded me of the Glades song. I feel like I got really far off topic and I'm bringing no, no, it back
2: um, now. Shout-out to Glades. Like, don't be offended by that reference. <laughs> like, they were not, <laughs> yeah, hot for, like, <laughs> four three years. And that's when I think I had a CD or something, something like that. <laughs> but
1: that was the first thing that came to mind when I heard this. I when hear it. first song. Yeah. It's just, again, the cadence. I've said it so many times. It's the cadence of the way the song is written, the way it's sung is very similar to that one. So, in the show notes, I'm going to include the link to this video so other people can hopefully understand where I'm coming from. But mm-hmm. I, I really, really like this song. I've always liked Glades. I really like that they're challenging themselves, mm-hmm. that they're trying something different. I think you, we can only commend artists for that because Absolutely. you can't just always stay the same and i've had this conversation with so many different guests like you have to challenge yourself otherwise you're just going to become obsolete and i've you've Mm got to respect that and um yeah i think this is a grower the more you listen to it the more you're going to like it so that's my challenge to Sos. and in the meantime let's hear a little bit of vertigo by glades just heard a little bit of vertigo by glade so hopefully you all understand the uh <laughs> reference to big brothers that i made <laughs> uh so. so so we're up to your last song yeah uh, it's been such a lovely chat what is your final song choice
2: um the, and again this one is a bit of a different one for me i don't yeah. know if you like if you saw this one you were like oh okay Cool. Um, I was
1: more surprised by Yoast than I was this, but yes. Okay, fair
2: enough. <laughs> um, it's the latest. Well, is I guess uh, I'd say latest, but it is. It's fairly recent. Um, the collaboration between Golden Features and Odessa, so Bronson. Um, the song is called Heart Attack, and it mm-hmm. is. I'm gonna say Laura, but it's like yeah, yeah. L A U dot R A. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, this one is really cool because you've got two producers who are extremely, well, two groups that are extremely talented in their own rights, mm. and then coming together for this, it feels like it's quite seamless. Like there doesn't seem to be any kind of clashes of creative ego on this. It's very cohesive. Um The vocals are actually really nice in Mm. amongst all the the electronic influences. I kind of felt like she said she reminds me a bit of Washington. Yeah, I get that. Um, That really kind of not gravelly, but there's there's something um, there's something almost worn about her voice. Like it's it's Mm. aged, which is lovely to listen to. I think it really anchors the song. Um, but, the, yeah, really the production is super slick, some great builds, and it's, yeah, it's a, it's a gem if you're looking for something to kind of propel you along for your day. I really dig it.
1: Yeah, I think the thing about this song, it felt really, really well balanced, so that's <laughs> what you were referencing. Like you could feel the pull of both or everyone involved in this song, yeah. but not so much that it felt like it was pulling you away from the other Mm. references in it and then the other thing that I really loved was that vocal bridge and that goes back to how beautiful her voice is but again Mm. the balance of the song they could make it work so well like it's so expertly crafted in that respect
2: yeah yeah they, they definitely know what they're doing and it's again it felt like a really cool meeting of experiences and meeting of individual influences and meeting of um meeting of ideas in the sense that they I feel like there are very clear creative ideas that were brought to the table for this project mm. um, and I feel like it's paid off Hell yeah
1: um, Let's listen to Heart Attack featuring Laura Bronson Odessa, Golden Features Let's go
0: Because these feelings are violent What does it matter in the end This loves-
1: That was Heart Attack featuring Laura from Bronson, Odessa, and Golden Features. My final song for today. I just warned So that I had like a mini existential crisis writing notes for this song. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just like, yeah, let's just talk about it actually. So mm-hmm. this song is called Time To Go featuring French for Rabbit. It's by Lindsay who is pre was previously known as Lanks um, or is still known as is a different project, <laughs> whatever it is. It's Lanks, okay? It's Will. Um, so this song and, and this project still has that incredible songwriting we know that Will is capable of, and that's always been a really big feature of his. It's just delivered in a different style, so it's really beautiful to see him um, exploring this other style of music he's writing and wanting to write. And he's actually moved to New York City recently. So I would imagine that um, maybe a little bit of isolation over there. I mean, everyone's in isolation, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's definitely... Yeah, yeah. Um, or it's a little bit, a lot more dangerous than it is here. Um, it maybe has created some more creative opportunities for him in different respects anyway I'm rambling about that so this song I love it for me it represents like that internal moment where you've been struggling with something for a really long time and then all of a sudden you have that realization like the light bulb moment and then a lot of it is just almost like the reassurance that yes that's it yes that's it that's and, and you realise kind of the answer to something. And then the way the song just kind of stops really suddenly for me is like the moment where you're sitting and you've had that realisation and then the moment where it stops is where you're sitting and you just get up and go and do the thing mm-hmm. that you've just realised. Does that make sense? Totally. No, it does. So like, yeah, the end is the moment of motivation and the song is the realisation that leads you to that.
2: Yeah. My
1: yeah. I feel a bit, I don't know, off my <laughs> rocket today. <laughs> um, yeah, this song said that to me. I, and I, I haven't spoken to Will about this song. I don't know what it's specifically about. I don't know what the motivation was. But for me, that's kind of what it represents. And um, Time to Go is probably pretty accurate when it comes to what I'm feeling about it. Sure. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh. Um Yes, so I, I should mention um Lindsay, FKA Lenx, AKA Will. He's one of those songwriters who is kind of in that same league as when, when we were talking about the Yoast single, right? Mm-hmm. Like this songwriting is um it's so intimate, it feels very personal, um, almost to the point where it's like, when I listen to his music, I almost feel like um, I'm, li- I'm listening to, to someone open up, but I feel like the, the level that he opens up is almost accidental. Like I feel like it's, it's very mm. natural for him to be so personal on the page to the point where I'm like, is he meaning to, to be that honest?
0: Because it, yeah. it, it feels
2: very intimate, This the sort of things he writes about, um, which I think is a really striking quality of a good songwriter to be able to, to let yourself be so vulnerable on a single, um, or oh. on any single really. Um, and I feel like with this, with this track as part of this project, I really love um, how delicate it is in terms yeah. of structure and its delivery. Um, French for Rabbits, having that added influence in there is, is, it also, it brings a different light to it as well. Um, and yeah, I feel like if you didn't know that this was, if, if you had no prior context, if you hadn't listened to links before, this definitely would stand out as its own project. Like it doesn't feel like links just doing something else, you know?
1: Yeah, you're totally right. And I think that's the thing that really stands out about it is that his voice is so adaptable. His voice doesn't sound like Lanx. No. Because he's writing with a different intent. He's writing in a different style. So he's adapted his voice to that. And yeah. obviously his voice for Lanx is very different. And it's not like he probably is singing differently, but the way his no. voice is kind of malleable into whatever style he's singing in, I think, is a real asset. Um, yeah. As right. compared to, say, like, um, who's got a really unique voice? Eilish Gilligan, I've referenced her already. But mm-hmm. if Eilish sings, you know, it's Eilish, no matter yeah. what she's singing over. Whereas I think, um, in a different way, Will's voice is beautiful, mm. but it melds into the style of music he's singing much more than what other voices might. Yeah, um, and that creates that ability for him to do another project that if he didn't want it known that it was him, you wouldn't know that it was him.
2: No, definitely not. I mean, like, I knew that this Lindsay project was one he was doing, but when you sent it to me, it wasn't the first thing that came to Mm. mind, I wasn't just, yeah, I had to think about it. I was just like, oh, that's, that's, that's Will. I don't know. It just—it's—it's it's so kind of—it's it, weirdly entrancing and it's weirdly comforting as well. Mm. Um, and to for a piece of music like that to come out of this weird time of isolation, it's—it's it's very warming.
1: Yeah, totally. Mm. Uh Shall we listen to some of this song? Yes. Uh, it's by Lindsay. It's called "Time to Go" featuring French for Rabbits. Put
0: my phone back on. Sweet
1: feel like it you just heard a little bit of time to go featuring French for rabbit by Lindsay that was our final song of the day so what's going on with you <laughs> Um, I will be unboxing my delivery from office work. Right? <laughs> um, so she's going to do an unboxing video. You should all go and watch her on her Instagram live. Like, ever. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, what's coming up for me? Um, Just kind of pottering away on different projects right now. Hopefully we'll have some good news from Daniel Andrews in the next few weeks as to whether or not we can start getting back to some kind of normal. Um, although in saying that, I was talking to – my partner last night about this, like, if we weren't in a pandemic, right? Mm. I mean, because we are in a pandemic now, I am realising how much I probably should be going out a bit more and, you know, visiting people and just doing different things. I think we all kind of took that for granted before this period of time. But if we weren't in a pandemic, I don't think I'd be any less introverted than I am now. No, my lifestyle
1: hasn't changed a whole lot other than there's not a lot of footy on and I can't go and sell merch at gigs.
2: Yeah. Um. And so- I can't
1: go and get coffee with you once a week down the street.
2: Yeah. Like, those little things are, are things that I, like, we both realise that we like, really, really miss. Mm. Um, so I am going to be making, like, a more concerted effort just to, you know, even just walking around the neighbourhood or, you know, going out and visiting people. Um. 'Cause I feel like that 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 sort of contact is really crucial. Um yeah, yeah at the moment it's kind of just tidying up around the place, trying to keep this home that I'm, you know, working out of, living out of as as upkept as I can. Because I feel like that's yes. definitely for me that's a big trigger on good mental health, you know? Yeah.
1: I need to clean my studio today, actually. It's um it's gotten a little bit cluttered. <laughs> um, yeah. So you don't have anything you want to plug yet because you don't have d- dates on anything. That's fine. Um, I, two days ago, today will be <laughs> Wednesday. So two days ago, I will have released. It's so weird speaking as if we're in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the future also, my biglia. Um Yet, so two days ago I will have released uh, an episode of I See It But I Don't Believe It via play on radio. Um, this one is a really special one to me. I got to speak to uh, Fremantle Docker midfielder Hayley Miller all about Fremantle's undefeated season this year um, and then the obviously unceremonious just end to the season thanks to the pandemic. She mm. She was incredible to talk to. I could have, honestly, I wish we had hours to speak because I could have just asked her questions all day. Um, Yeah, so it's come out in your podcast feed, so go and just um, subscribe to I See It But I Don't Believe It wherever you get your podcast, And that is also coming out as a transcript interview. Um,
2: Um, that which will have come out yesterday via siren how long to transcribe?
1: yes so long last night (laughs) it's like over seven thousand words but it's um which is why it's easier to just listen to but she's just an incredible person to listen to and i highly recommend not for the sake of me but go and listen to what she has to say about um footy and on-field tactics and how it feels to be a a player i think um it's a really unique perspective and I really enjoyed that conversation. Um, I've also got another different thing coming out next week with a different player, which I'm really excited about too. Um, so sorry to bring that all back to footy next Australian jams episode will be with another really good friend of mine. So please um, check back in two weeks on that as well. Cause that's going to be a really fun conversation. She is releasing a new single and it's really awesome. Um, so we get to talk about that. Um, what else? If you like women's sport, go and subscribe to the Siren Sport newsletter. I do lots of stuff there every week.
2: Um, And follow – how can people find you, Sos, on social media? Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. So Instagram is just um, my name. So S-O-S-E-F-U-A-M-O-L-I. You can probably find more project-related stuff there, I guess. Twitter is just me (laughs) shit-talking. Isn't that (laughs) what it's for? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Twitter is S-O-S-E underscore C-A-R-T-E-R You can see me tweeting about MasterChef.
0: (laughs) A lot
1: Um, of people into MasterChef at the moment. I've never watched it, but apparently uh, there's someone called Laura that makes a lot of pasta. Yeah. Oh my god, so much pasta. (laughs) Um, you can find me at GL Bastiani on Twitter or Gemma L Bastiani on Instagram or Australian Jams on Twitter or Instagram. Come and follow us. Otherwise, uh, stay home, wash your hands, do what you can in terms of this pandemic so we can all get back to what we want to be doing, i.e., yeah. washing footy and going to gigs. Um, thank you so much for listening to Australian Jams. I have been Gemma Bastiani. That has been so s- full moly. And. Yeah. We'll be back in two more weeks. Bye.